two, two. oh one mark mark <laughs> <laughs> we're so hesitant <laughs> i was well i was counting along and usually usually like you're the leader and then i'm like oh i don't want to get in her way so I, then i started silent counting and it just got and i thought i heard the word wait so i was like oh oh as long as we got the mark in there. It, it is the magic of podcasting, too, because not everybody knows, but we're not in the same studio like many podcasters are. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, you know? I mean, yeah. like what we can do now. I mean, COVID aside, it sucked to have a giant pandemic, but we already had this technology before. But in the last three years, it's become so embraced. I mean, not only are we just, the three of us can have this conversation in, in different cities, but imagine musicians can perform together. Yeah. And that's really stunning. I mean, it's one thing to talk, but um, music is so much about time. And when you get a lag, you know, our, our it's not always perfect, but like technology is such that there's not that much lag anymore and you can really do it. Really it's is. really quite extraordinary. Magic. Magic. Which brings me to the point that, remember in the old days, I mean, this was before our time, but they would sit around a bonfire and share the stories of their lives. We don't do that anymore. So how do you leave your legacy? How do you tell your family stories? You know, we can do it so easy. We can record on our phone. We can do a video, just leave it on your phone. And then when you die, your family will find it. It's like, tell the stories, <laughs> leave, leave them for your family. If you don't have the opportunity to tell them in person, leave them a video, leave them a recording. I met with uh, somebody that's an interviewer over at KKNW, Paul Casey. He has a show over there and he was talking about that book, you know, that you can send to your, uh, to your like grandparents and then they can write a story a day and then when they die you've got all their stories have you heard of that no I haven't yeah so it's a thing and I said God why don't why don't we just record them you know if grandma won't record herself why don't we just connect her with a zoom call every week for a year you got 52 stories at the end of the year I got a few years ago, I started trying to do that with my Aunt Bernice because she, she never told stories. And then all of a sudden, a few I mean, she's gonna about to be 99. Oh, my and gosh. And somewhere around 92 or 93, suddenly she got sentimental. And <laughs> she started, like, spewing stories out. And But she got really self-conscious when I started recording it. Like, it wasn't the same. It didn't have the same kind of freewheeling telling hmm. to it, you know? So I'm curious for... for do you know any, like, what are ways to kind of get people to relax? And I mean, you can't secretly record somebody. That's not nice, right? <laughs> so how do you get an older person or any person who doesn't like the idea of themselves being recorded to understand the importance of what it is you're trying to do, you know? Well, I think it's how, how you do it. Like, we do most of our recording on Zoom. And like, so I get people for my interviews that I have to do for the spotlight or whatever that are so nervous. And I just start talking to them. And all of a sudden, they're telling me a story. And they forgot, like they were being recorded. So I think it's just be, you being comfortable yourself, rather than mm -hmm. like, oh, we're going to record this for future generations. Like, hey, auntie, remember that time? You were riding your bike and you fell, you know, I mean, like, I think we can easily put people at ease as we would in person on a Zoom call or a recorded call if we just actually act really casual. Right. 
and after a time they forget. You can't you can't approach it like I'm going to archive your stories for future generations. Right. So for <laughs> instance, you know, I do all these podcasts and after I do them people call me they go, "Hey, I was so relaxed and you you got me to say things I never should have said. Will you take my mom's name out of that? Will you take the crusty <laughs> old farmer's name out of there?" You know, and so I think it's just if you if you get at ease with yourself, when I get at ease with myself and act like it's really no big deal, then it puts people at ease. And sometimes you just have to ask some silly questions and then all of a sudden they forget. Yeah. Interesting. It is really important. Uh, writing is too. I mean, if you could get it written down in an archive, mm -hmm. I think that's also, I think both work. But something about having their voices is so magical. You know? Well, also Google Translate. If you take that recording then and put it into Google, Google Transcribe, mm -hmm. it will transcribe it. And you can have it as a document and you can have a voice and you can have all those things to pass down for generations. And I think we just don't think about it because it's not been something we've done. Mm-hmm. But I'm always pushing on it. When when my grandson was bo born, uh, they named his middle name after Grandpa on her side. And I said, oh, to my son, whose name is Davis, oh, just like you, you were named after Mom Pa Davis. And he's like, what? Now, mm -hmm. I know I've told him the story. I know that he knows it, but he didn't remember. And so think about this. We think we've told our stories, and then we pass away. And maybe they don't remember. Maybe they don't know. So... I don't want to hog all the time with this, but this has just been heavy on my heart that leaving a legacy, leaving a trail, leaving some things, uh, you know, so our family, our kids can go, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. I I think about it, too, with, um, I guess, uh, I guess mostly right now because of Aunt Bernice, mm -hmm. uh, because she is such a, a treasured family member for a million reasons. I mean, <laughs> mostly because she's just a really funny, fun, interesting person, you know, just as a person. Like, I would have liked to have known her when she was 25, you know. <laughs> um, she's she's always been my aunt. But um, in addition to that, she, because of her, her age and, and her position with all of her cousins and my mom and everybody in the family, she's got a lot of the, the, the family lore. But um, she's just a, a great character. And... Um, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously she's got her daughters who love her and have, you know, are carrying on her legacy in a way, but she's not as close with her own grandson as she is with, with me and, and my, mm. my brothers and sisters. For whatever reason, we cultivated this niece and nephew relationship, you know, <laughs> the grand, grand, well, no, not grand, real niece and nephew, um, that is, that is different than with her own grandson. I think part of that is just his personality. He's more shy and reserved and he lives out of town and, and whatever, um, but I it I always wondered like you know like you're talking about that word legacy like how important that is and to me it's so important that she be carried on and remembered and and that's coming true in the form of my nephew who um when he got married his wife is from southern california uh, not too far from where Aunt Bernice lives. And when COVID hit, they they retreated to her dad's house and they were living down there for a while. And they ended up spending a lot of time with Aunt Bernice. And suddenly this next generation started embracing her importance, her stories, her character, all of this kind of stuff has made it to the next generation. And I'm so thrilled by that. You know, we all are. I love um, that. It's just great. It's just like, a again, a... a, a 
uh, one like really great thing that came out of that horrible pandemic was that relationship that that they have. And now I know that her stories and her personality will be carried on through him, you mm. know, um, and that just makes me so happy. And then I start thinking about myself, like, who's going to carry me on? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have children, right? I'm not going to have grandchildren. So it's going to have to be my my nieces and nephews also, you know, similar to Anne Bernice. It won't be through a child. It will be through a, a uh, the next, you know, part over. Um, but and, I, I and find think- that fascinating. Yeah, and think about this, Claire, because you don't have kids, your nieces and nephews probably haven't heard all your stories about theater and about the different things that you've done. I mean, you've had this fascinating life working in radio. And what if once a week you just told five minutes, you just recorded a short little five-minute story about your life? Huh. Like just did it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're gone, they find all these amazing stories. Oh, my gosh, Claire worked on the radio. She did this. She did that. Like, that's legacy. That's what you pass on. And they're like, oh, God, we didn't even know for whatever reason. Or, oh, I remember when she told that story. Or, but, you know, it's like we don't have to disappear. We don't have to disappear when we're gone. And we don't have to wait for someone to do it for us. We could just do it on our own. Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. God knows I'm not afraid to record my voice. That's right. <laughs> Sit back. This hey, archive's going to be really long. That's right. I'm pimping your voice, girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to come for me. They're going to find my. They're going to find my will, and they're going to find like 20 hard drives of, my, yeah. of, of just me telling stories. <laughs> and then there was the time. <laughs> and then she's going to put on each one of them a link that says, this is my YouTube channel. And right. it's got more. <laughs> Aunt Claire. And it's going to turn into a Netflix series. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Something about Claire. And I will be played by Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Claire being a skinny blonde. She is now. <laughs> AI. AI. <laughs> You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I really actually hope you do that, Claire, because I can tell that you are probably beloved by your nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. uh, Aunt Claire. And and I say that because um, I am crazy about my aunties on both sides of mm-hmm. my family um, and even aunties that say they're aunties, but they're not related. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. You know, the blood-related ones um, mean so much to me because they were the ones that you feel safer than maybe the bigger women in your life are supposed to be, you know, like the mom or whatever, you know, and things that you might be not be able to say to mom that you could say to the aunt and talk and things that the aunts aunts do for you. And yeah, I, I always remember that. Uh, Do you know, I had what, what you just said, um, my brother and I both, both did this, my other brother, Matthew, who also doesn't have children of his own, um, we both did this exact same thing with our nieces and nephews and didn't tell each other completely independently. I can remember pulling them all aside when they were like 13, 14, 15 and saying, if you ever get into a situation where you need help and you feel like for whatever reason you can't call your parents, you can call me, no questions asked. Eventually, your parents will be told, but if you're right in the middle of the situation and you just need to get out of it, call me and I'm your safe space. Oh, man. And, um... I think I even used the word jail at some point, <laughs> with, not with all of them, but with some of them. I want to call you. And, 
Thank God I never got the call, and I don't know yeah. whether my other brother did or not. Uh, <laughs> neither of us have ever compared notes. We compared notes about having that conversation, but not what the outcome was. But um, wow. I love that you said that, Anna, because mm-hmm. that that it, it is a different kind of relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll be you like, how, the come she, how come she said if you get in jail and she didn't say that to me? What's up with that? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, I mean, are you, as a mom, Lori, would you be hurt if they told the auntie and not uh, you? Because, and, and I'll ask you because, like, I th- this is interesting that we're talking about this because I had this conversation with, with my daughter just a few days ago. But I've had this conversation before. I just like to remind her that if there is uh, someone that you feel like you want to talk to other than me and dad or even, you know, your brother about anything, make sure you do. You know, make sure you have you get something off your chest or just if you need to talk to somebody, including like if, you you know, any of our relatives or just one of your friend's moms, because I did that, too. I sometimes I confided in my friend's moms something that I couldn't tell mom and dad or any of my relatives, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That is important, I think. So, so Lori, I, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think of that? Like, do you feel like, well, they could really talk to me or, yeah, I'm, f- I'm totally fine with that or... Yeah, we had cousin Donna, and she was the fun cousin, and she was, so she's 10 years younger than me, 10 years older than my daughter, and so I I was always, you know, hey, if you can't talk to me, talk to Donna and my sister, and I feel like my kids would if they couldn't, for some reason, if they felt like they couldn't talk to me for whatever reason, I know that they would feel comfortable going to my sister or cousin Donna or some of my friends. I've, I always had that open door policy because I would rather have them talk to someone than not talk to anyone because of what they worried I might think or say, even if it wasn't true. Like they Mm -hmm. might go, oh, mom would freak out. Like, so when my daughter got a tattoo when she was 18 and what she thought was that I would freak out and her dad would be like, oh, that's awesome. So she got this tiny little horseshoe on her foot. And I was like, that's awesome. And her dad freaked out. (laughs) It was flip flop. And I think it was at that point she went, oh, hmm. You know, like, I guess people don't react the way you expect them to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and her dad is like a hairdresser and he's like cool. And she just thought he would be like so cool with it. And he was like, you better not get a piercing and you better not, you could get infected. And I mean, he just like went ballistic. And I was like, oh, awesome. Cool. You're 18. Do what you want. You know, (laughs) right. Yeah. So if that answers your question, yeah, I, I, I love that open door policy because, you know, I think sometimes if you have something really, so for instance, you, you guys know, I have another podcast called No Longer Ashamed and it's Mm -hmm. adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And the problem is, is when people do eventually tell their mom, like it could be an uncle, it breaks their mama's heart Mm -hmm. because she Mm -hmm. didn't protect them. So if they Mm. could go to a cousin first or an aunt and say, hey, this happened, and they'd be like, it is going to break your mom's heart, but she needs to know, she wants to know. So, I mean, I think there's different levels of that, and I would much rather have my kids feel safe with a relative than feel like, oh, they got to go somewhere totally where nobody knows them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's why I ask, because sometimes there is that breaking your mama's heart for that reason. And, and I've heard friends say that and relatives say that. And it's kind of like, well, you know what, though? I mean, if that's their safe space, then that's how it has to be. There's sort of a built-in wall, like when you 
when somebody tells you something horrible, you're, you have a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the wall that you build with your reaction might stop you from helping that person. And, and, and that you're breaking your mama's heart. Mm-hmm. It, that's, I mean, the first thing that a mother's going to feel is, is pain for her child, right? Obviously. But there's also this layer of guilt and what did I do and why didn't I protect you? Right. And that's kind of like, you need to get that out of the way to help the person first, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. Right. You know? yeah, exactly. And so I, I would think that the side door of, of being able to use a relative is good. I, I imagine there are people out there who don't feel that way and would be angry that they went to someone besides them. But mm-hmm. um, I would rather I would rather my sister be pissed at me and stop talking to me because I protected my niece from whatever, mm-hmm. you right. know, yeah. than yeah. than than that she went straight there. I mean, I mean, obviously, my sister's not like that, but that's I mean, that's how I feel. I think that the children come before the adults in that situation. Yeah. And Definitely. there is this feeling when, for instance, when my uh, when my daughter's grandma passed, not on our side of the family, she called me right away in tears, and then she called my sister, and that just touched my heart that she wanted to tell her auntie. I was really mm-hmm. glad she called me first, but even if she didn't, I would have been, I still think I would have just felt so glad that she went to family for comfort. Yeah. 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 And they, you know, they don't always express it. I mean, all, you know, nieces and nephews, they're, you know, they're people too. <laughs> I have yeah. seven on, on one side and <clears throat> and seven on the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all now in their 20s and, oh God, 30s. Whoa, hard to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, their personalities are all different. And they're all over the map. They're in different, different places. And some are more affectionate than others. And some are, are more... You know, I know I only know everything I know through Facebook, but at least we're <laughs> connected that way, right? Mm-hmm. You yes. know, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting. I, and I guess we're all like that in a way. My siblings and I are all that that way. You know, nothing changes generationally, but um, but it is it is a unique relationship. It re- really is. Well, and I think as we get older, we we kind of go for that. We look for our roots. And so maybe the kids aren't feeling it now, but when they get into their 40s and they can pull up a video or a recording, they're Mm going to love that. I mean, think of all of those commercials about, I found my ancestor and my aunt was in the theater or my aunt was on the radio or, you know, it's like people find so much pride in that, but they may not be interested now. And so I love, Claire, what you said, because so often people are like, well, if they're not going to do it for me, well, what if you just did it as a gift? And if they never looked at it, oh, well. But if they did and they found it and it was a treasure, like those Hallmark movies where they find the box of letters, like it's a treasure. <laughs> right. It's a treasure. <laughs> and, it, and in it is $1,000 that they can use to save the town so they can throw the Christmas party. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> you save the day in more ways than one. Right. <laughs> And then they kiss at midnight with the snow falling. (laughs) Right. Well, and think about this. I think about radio and how fun it is when somebody says, I used to, I used to, you know, push records backwards, whatever that was. It's like people that work in radio now don't know that. They don't know that we had to circle the record back a half a turn so that it didn't go when you started it. They didn't know you couldn't run to the bathroom unless you played Stairway to Heaven because that was the only (laughs) long song. They don't know these things, and they never will if we don't tell them. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's why it got so much airplay. That's right. <laughs> Dina's had to go to the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> I know. My friends are like, oh, stairway to heaven. Guess who's in the bathroom? <laughs> right. Or conversely, why Delamitri's Roll to Me is so popular with DJs because it's the shortest <laughs> song on record. And sometimes you just need that last two minutes at the top of the hour. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because you had to dump right at the exact moment. Back timing. That's right. Right. Like they, how are they going to know this if that's right? How are they going to know if we don't tell them? If we don't tell them. <laughs> right. Or how how we knew that that Paul McCartney was dead during Abbey Road because we played the record backwards. That's right. <laughs> or was it Sgt. Pepper, whichever one you had to play backwards. <laughs> Lori, I think you're a thousand percent on that. Thank you. A thousand you. percent. I well, wonder, the goofy question, though, what format? I mean, do you send them a thumb drive? Do you send them a, a hard drive? Do you just put it on YouTube? I mean, what, you know, what, how do, how do we preserve things right now? So when I teach my class, I, I mostly have older people. Some of them are techie, some are not. And so I tell them, you can either record on your video on your phone and just leave it. Let the young people come and get it off your phone. Or mm. there's a really great voice app you can use, voice record app. And just, you could A, leave it on your phone. When you're done, you could convert it to an MP3 and email it to someone. Or you can transcribe it and save it to your phone or send it to someone. Like whatever your tech level is, do that. But we know that they're going to be able to get everything off our phone when we're gone, right? Because Wrong. What if they don't know our password? somebody's going to know it <laughs> like somehow some way yeah. don't you think no so if you were in an accident tomorrow how would your kids get all your information so are they are we supposed to give people our our password i mean so i have a book at home that's hidden but with it's got my son's name on it so if i did die in a car accident he would find it he would have the password to all my accounts he would have everything he needs to close out my apartment to close out my life <laughs> and he would oh. be able to get on my phone and get all my recordings see all my videos photos I mean as we get older that's what we think about I mean I I think yeah. about as I'm living in my I would say last 40 years because I'm going to live to over 100 um, that you know I want to make sure that it's not terrible for my kids, if something happens to me that they're like, oh my gosh, how do I find anything? What's the bank? But Anna, also you're married, so you would probably defer to your husband. I don't have that. So I need to make sure that if, you know, something happens, whoever comes in to take care of it can. I have to think about those things and I hate it. Yeah, Sharon did that the other day. She uses a, a, a password, uh, a software that holds your passwords and it has a master password. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great, complicated password. It's not complicated. She explained to me the derivation of it so that I would understand it. She's like, you need to understand this because if something happens to me and I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation. She's like, well, that's too damn bad. You have to have this conversation. I need you to know. And I'm like, well, I should do that for you, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I just feel like, oh, it's just all saved on my phone. And I'm like, well, how would she get into my phone? She'd need to know that. Pa- you know, there's a couple of passwords you'd need to know. Unless, I mean, they hold it up to your face, but that's kind of creepy. So, yeah, you're right. You know, Anna, your husband probably should know how to get into your phone. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it did. is one of those things where we really don't want that conversation. But uh, you're, you guys are right. We need to get into yeah. that conversation. It, even, even having a will, right? We don't want to do it, but we should. When we think of these people like that are hoarders, imagine what their family has to deal with if they pass away. It's like if we don't take care of the things 
then our family has to come in and take care of it. And they have to find the password, find all the accounts while all the money's coming out. Like the easier we make it for them because we have the mindset to go, okay, this could happen. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to have everything in order so that if it does happen, and I hope it doesn't, but if it does, at least it's not going to put, first they're grieving, they lost their parent, and now they got to figure out all this stuff, you right. know, it, it's it's a gift in a way. And then, oh, by the way, here's my password. Oh, look at all these videos mom made for us. <laughs> right. That's cool. You know, I wonder though, you know how when we grew up with photo albums, so, <laughs> you know, and you, I mean, did you guys look at your photo albums a lot? Because I did. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Um, and now I don't know what to do. It's like now <clears throat> everything's on my phone. Right. Right. And so, like, back in the early 2000s, they had, you know, uh, Snapfish and what, what what were the photo dumping places? Um, mm-hmm. You know, pics. Or, right, and then you could print a book. Right, right, and you could print a book. But what do you do with the videos, right? You can't, like, put that on a photo album. And that's where I'm wondering, how do we, how do we, you know, it, maybe we can create, like, a, a photo album, but when you open it, it's just videos. Like, something like that. <laughs> you it's know, called so iMovie. I mean, but yeah. but like to actually make it look like a photo album so that they have something like tangible to just go, oh, let's sit, I'm on the couch. Oh, look at this. Here's the, here's the photo album. I want to look at it again Like and Harry again. Potter? Like, <laughs> we need this to be Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. I know there are like, you remember the those uh, frames, photo frames that you could put like a card in there and then, mm-hmm. and then it just plays that kind of thing. But there's it only can hold so much and we all have like hundreds of hours of video of of our special moments i'm picturing something like a kindle or a small like ipad or tablet that Mm -hmm. would be have just enough memory to hold you know like like your trip to italy right like you'd make it my trip to italy kindle or whatever (laughs) you know and and keep that sitting in the living room and then you could open it and page through it you know yeah Um, and that would hold pictures and videos and you could probably you know put written stories in there too all that kind of stuff oh my god i need to i need to invent this yes please do somebody smart call me our generation must be a little worried for the generations, um, the newer generations, uh, at that in that aspect. Like my, uh, after the Italy trip, my uh, my son and daughter were like, oh, and my husband, they were all like, you know, ha- um, we need to like sit down and watch sort of a slideshow of of the photos and the videos and stuff. And um, and I'm like, wow, how do I, you know, do that besides iMovie? But that's on my phone, right? And I'm thinking YouTube, like, give them a link you know, uh, of, uh, of these hours yeah. and hours of photos and videos that we have of right. everything. Because you um, can private, you can put it on your private setting of your YouTube. Exactly. Right. So right, it's not for right. everyone, but your family can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as they get the link, uh, mm-hmm. they'll have, they'll be able to access those uh, things. Yeah. But, um, I think there's yeah. a certain age where you have to go, okay, I have to think about when I'm gone, not in a sad way, but in a, what do I want to leave? You know, like, and what would my family want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And conversely, what don't you want them to see? (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, thousands and thousands of selfies. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, my dad, um, we never, growing up, 
we never had photo albums. I don't know why this is, but for some reason, my dad was into slides. Even from the very oh, beginning, yeah. like when they, their honeymoon <laughs> and, and my sister being born. Yeah, yeah t- exactly. He had these, um, it was all slides and there's this big uh, shelf up in the closet that was filled. And we had this old fashioned slide projector and they came in cartridges. Like when you sent the slide, the, the film out to be, to Kodak, I think he sent it straight to Kodak <laughs> yep. to be processed. It came back in this cartridge that held like, I don't know, maybe 20 slides or something. Mm-hmm. And you would take that cartridge and you'd stick it in the slide projector. And then we'd get, you know, it'd be Friday night. We'd go and we'd set up the, the screen and then we'd get out the projector. And you got to, we got to take turns pushing the button to make the pictures go. And that's how we looked at pictures. And, then, and when my dad turned, I don't remember if he was 50 or, or whatever it was, but um, we got him a carousel slide projector. And a wow. couple of carousels. And I can remember him, like, kind of painstakingly, culti- you know, like, curating <laughs> <laughs> some of the, the carousels, you know. And then Family Slide Night became the carousel projector, and he, he loved that thing. And, and then there was a point, I don't know what it was, I think when I was in high school or something, I had a friend who was like, could not believe we didn't have photo albums. She's like, what's wrong with you? What family doesn't have photo albums? And I'm like, well, because we have Slide Night, you know. Um, <laughs> And so I bought my parents a photo album. And this was right when they, a little bit later when I went off to college, once all the you know empty nesters, they started traveling. Um, and they would take you know a trip to you know wherever, you know England for a week or Spain for a week or Italy for a week. Not like all at the same time, but you know, like every couple of years they'd go. And for whatever reason, he started taking pictures then instead of slides and putting together photo albums. And mm. it was really lovely. He did a really nice, I mean, sometimes he just shoved five pictures in a page and just like, <laughs> like, sh- like literally shove, like not stick them in there. But sometimes he would painstakingly make a little, you know, he'd get the little triangles and he'd stick them all in there. And um, it was really nice. You know, then of course we were. I just got the like, triangle you know, reference. Right? <laughs> you, you know the little triangles, right? Uh, later, after they passed away, we were like, oh, my God, what the hell are we going to do with all these photo albums of them going to Italy, you know? But, <laughs> but we did. You know, we, we parsed them out amongst each other. But I inherited the slides and the slide projector. Oh, and cool. that sort of, much much to my wife's chagrin, uh, I've been hauling around <laughs> the <laughs> Sigmund family archive of slides and slide projectors for, like, 20 years. And um, every once in a while, I'll glean through and, and pull them out. But there is one really great memory, and that was um, the year my brother turned 50. Um, we rented a house up in the mountains in Georgia. And my whole family was there, and the nieces and nephews. And in fact, Amphernice blew out. And as a surprise to everybody, I put together a slideshow. <gasps> and um, I got a carousel, and I just picked, like, you know, the greatest hits of my brother <laughs> and some other things. And um, didn't tell anybody and didn't have a projector. <laughs> I mean, I had brought the projector, but we didn't have a screen. And so we just like we were in this Airbnb thing. And, and I just like pulled a, one of the bed sheets and hung it up <laughs> the, over the over the fireplace. And we had a slideshow and my brother cried. I mean, oh. he it wasn't it was like not even just the pictures and the images, but the feeling of the family slideshow that came back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
wow, I need to record this story. This yes. is a good one. We can um, isolate it and save it for yeah. you, Claire. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think there's a lot to be said for photo albums, and 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 as much as I didn't have that childhood of of leafing through them, I think I think that's something that we have lost in the last twenty years because everything's on our phone. And there's that. I mean, there's people whose personalities are like, I'm going to make a photo album right now, and then there's people like me who are like, I should do this someday, mm-hmm. and someday goes by, and you've got a phone's worth of pictures that no one ever sees. That's you me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or still have film that needs to be developed. Do they even mm. do that anymore? I have a bag <laughs> I found in my cupboard of film that needs to be developed. I'm sure it's not. Oh even my god, you anymore. have to! You have to do that. Oh, you'll find someone who can do it. You got to do that. That's amazing. How how old is it? The kids were very little, so it's probably been thirty years. Oh my god, you gotta! You will not be sorry for developing Go to it. A, Walgreens. A, I'm, I'm sure there's a professional photography place somewhere that that will know how to do it oh yeah i have to do that i think the only reason i didn't is because it costs so much right you know when the kids were little but maybe i couldn't i mean i think i see the bag right now i think i I, because i was going through this cupboard and i think uh i mean i keep saving it just in case (laughs) you know it'd be great you do that you'd make a bunch of you know copies pictures mm-hmm. uh you know developed uh and and copies of them and give them you know give copies to each of your kids of themselves um or you know all of them mm-hmm. together whatever you have on there mm-hmm. as a surprise because they will be pictures they've never seen before and yeah, true. you know uh, you I, you might you may or may not remember where you know where or when it took place or whatever but they they might but if you do mm-hmm. Yeah, like label it and everything. That's so cool. And put triangles on them. <laughs> Definitely put triangles on Stick them. those triangles, triangles on there. <laughs> on each corner. What were those for? Were they just corner protectors? What were the... Yeah, did just were to a, hold the picture. To, to hold, hold the picture on the page, right? I think the idea was that you, they were the sticker and then you put the, the each corner of the picture went into a triangle so that you did, weren't actually putting adhesive on the picture itself. Oh, right? I was doing it wrong. <laughs> Right. But then then they invented the kind of pages that have like little plastic on them. So right. you just stick the. Yeah. You wouldn't need the triangles anymore. Right. Yeah. My oh, friend man. Cora, who's who is a listener to our podcast, is probably cringing hearing this because there was a period of time where she was a professional scrapbooker oh. and <laughs> knew, and can do all the like all the different adhesives and this and yeah. designs. And I mean, she's made beautiful. She made beautiful things. And later she made um like ebooks. Um, I remember for. um. For my 50th birthday, she made this lovely, uh, lovely photo album for me that was a printed book. Um, but if she heard me talk about, you know, when she, when she hears me talk about my dad taking 10 pictures and just shoving them in the folds <laughs> of the book. She's probably having anxiety. Calling like, oh. Call me and go, he did what? <laughs> did he at least put like stamps? <laughs> stamps, right. Super. Stamp it up. Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> Molto bene. I had friends that like they were part of a stamping group or something like that, and they would have okay, here are stamps when you have new baby. Here's mm-hmm. one for invitations for weddings. Here's some for it's like oh my god, I couldn't keep up anymore. I was like I wasn't even using them. My sister in law is a big stamper, and I just bought her one that says I think it says it's wine time somewhere. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, though, how things change. And like, now what do I do with my pictures? Now I don't have pictures. Now they're on my phone. Now what are, you know, it's like we're constantly evolving. Um, And it's kind of a cool thing, but it's also kind of frustrating because it's like 
now where do I put everything? And it's nice that you're not hauling things around and they're not taking up space. Right? But on the other hand, if you don't see them, although Apple, I think we talked about this last week that, you know, your iPhone occasionally will will just randomly put up a slideshow for yes, you. Like, hey, so awesome. here's South Carolina memories or whatever. <laughs> and, and it's like I've I've come to start watching those. I used to mm-hmm. just go, oh, I don't have time for this. So I'm like, you know what? I do have time for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least those are there. But I think I think you guys are 100% right about the YouTube channel. Private private YouTube channel. <clears throat> Load stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Send everybody that you know the link. Um, yeah. And uh, that's probably at the moment. And I would back, you know, myself, I would back it up onto a thumb drive. But um, yeah, that's probably the safest place for it. But yeah. yeah. And, you know, Interesting. if you think about habits, like if you're going to do one a week. Habits. Okay, every mm-hmm. Monday I do... This one thing, okay, I'm going to add five minutes, do a five-minute video every Monday, done. Like, you know, we, th- we think of it as such a big thing, but if we just break it down into little time frames and we just make it part of our habit, it'll all of a sudden you'll go, oh, I have 52. It's been two years. I've got over 100 now. All right. Someone invents something, you know, for, that's equivalent to today's photo album or... We've, we've got someone listening that's going, oh, you guys, there's already that. So yeah, tell us probably. what it is. <laughs> but I don't want it to be a nap. I want it to be something tangible that somebody right, could go in the living Christmas. room and, and be like, yeah, right. let's do this. I like the That's carousel awesome. project. Well, we did the carousel projector too, uh, Claire. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it really was. It's 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 a great piece. It's just that you, it's harder to find like the bulbs and parts for them now. So yeah. you, have to, you have to, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe they do still sell them. I just remember last time I needed a bulb, it, it took a while. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they're fun. Carousels are, are, are very a very fun piece of yesteryear. And they're not even that yesteryear I mean, they are, but it's not like they're from the 20s. They're from the 70s, but it, that seems like, you know, 100 years ago. Well, it right. was. <laughs> yeah, well, you it know, was. we are out of time, but I, I sort of hijacked the whole podcast talking about this. Was there anything you guys really wanted to <laughs> talk about? Lori, I loved I love this topic. That wasn't a hijack. Okay. That was, was awesome. I will say I did listen and learn several <laughs> things here, but my favorite was... Google Translate will transcribe. Yeah. I like that, Lori. Thank yeah. you. Google yes. Transcribe. <laughs> but I, I do want to say rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Um, yes. uh, oh, I, yeah. I was so sad to hear that. I got the word I know you work. are, but what am I? I oh, I love it. <laughs> I was going to ask you favorite Pee Wee Herman quotes or moments, and that was yours. Good for you. Claire, what's your, your favorite uh, Pee Wee Herman moment or quote? I love Pee Wee's Playhouse so much. I love the movies. I loved everything. But the thing that I love, the thing that I retain the most from Pee Wee's Playhouse were the sunflowers. He would sit and he had these three sunflowers in a box that would sing. And they sang this song. We love it when it rains, dripping on our little brains. People think we are insane, singing every time it rains. We all know it helps us grow. We like it better than snow. People think we are insane, but we love it when it rains. (laughs) And I just want to point out that I was an adult when that came out. (laughs) Um, But I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse, and um, I I have a lot of great cherished memories from that time. How about you, Anna? So I think my favorite was like, you know, I'm trying to use the phone. (laughs) 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 And just laugh, you know. I, There's no basement at the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him large Marge sent you. Right. My favorite anyway. was when he rescued the snakes from the 
burning (gasps) pet store and he carries them all out and then he passed out (laughs) (laughs) he he like did the thing and then he's just like "Ah." his heart was so big he had to rescue the snakes even though he hates them exactly and then he read it then he passed out yep (laughs) oh so silly so cute peewee herman rest in peace Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. All right, girls. Thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thanks for the good laugh, you guys. Where can we find you on the tw- on the Twitters, <laughs> on the uh, social? The X. The X. <laughs> I'm still on the X at uh, at Claire Beverly, C L A I R E B E V E R L Y, and I'm also on Threads at Claire Beverly Radio. You did Threads. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Okay, I'm, I'm enjoying it. We'll do that next week. So I'm still on Facebook, or you can find me at www. Because if you don't put the W's, you can't find me. Coach Lori, L A U R I E dot com. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> Listen and Learn. Or, or, or no, not. I'm just trying to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs>